From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Welcome along to the WIA national news service, a very special news service this week. We'll be actually crossing in a few moments time to Perth, to the Royal Show and to Bob and Heath who are going to present the majority of the news today from Super Springs time. But first in VK4... Queensland police warn of a fake Microsoft scam. Police from the Ford and Corporate Crime Group are issuing a warning to the public following a dramatic increase in reports of a fake Microsoft scam currently targeting Queensland victims. The scam involves a victim receiving a phone call from a person purporting to represent well-known computer companies, most commonly Microsoft or a company contracted by Microsoft, and telling the person they've got a problem with their computer. The caller outlines the victim's computer is infected with a virus that's been brought to the company's attention, often via the Microsoft fault reporting process. The caller then offers to assist the victim and will fix the problem by directing them to a website where the caller remotely takes over the victim's computer. The representative then shows the victim the issues with their computer and suggests they pay a fee to have the problem fixed or need to purchase software to prevent this from happening in the future. Now, this is all just a scam. Microsoft has confirmed they are not cold-calling members of the community regarding viruses, computer problems or any other issue. Quite simply, these offenders are just looking to trick you into giving them money, Detective Superintendent Brian Hay of the Queensland Crime Operations Command's Fraud and Corporate Crime Group said. Giving somebody you don't know remote access to your computer is basically the same as handing their credit card details over to them. With this access, an offender can easily search a computer for banking or personal details or quite easily load malware or Trojan software onto your computer. You might as well give them the key to the front door while you're at it. Now, let's have a look at the contest scene. And it's over, first of all, to VK5. Hi, this is Leslie, VK5LOL the Alara Contest Manager, with a reminder to all those who participated in the recent Alara Contest. Your logs need to be in my postbox or emailed by the end of this month, the 30th of September. Thank you. Thanks, Leslie. This is the WIA National News. Not much longer and we'll be switching over to Perth. VK6 WIA. Actually, it's probably VK100 WIA. As they broadcast live, that'll be Heath and also Bob broadcasting live from the Royal Showgrounds for Super Springtime. But you know, it's the September two-metre band SSB Southeast Scramble today. Yes, it's on again today, Sunday 26th of September, between 10.30 and 10.45 UTC, 15 minutes of fast and furious action. This event has a strong loyal following in the southeast of mainland Australia, and they extend a warm invitation for others to give it a go. All are welcome, but please do listen on 144.150 before starting time. Want more information on the rules of the scramble? Read rules and a link for more in this week's text edition, best read at wia.org.au. The USA to host the 2014 World Radio Sport Team Championship. Back in 1986, Ted Turner, in reaction to the then political troubles surrounding the Olympic Games, created an international sports competition that he called the Goodwill Games. The first Games were held in Moscow with more than 3,000 athletes from 79 countries competing. 
Four years later, the Games moved to Seattle, Washington, and it was at those Games that the first ever World Radio Sport Team Championship, WRTC, took place. Besides athletics, the Goodwill Games focused on areas of cultural exchange, arts and other unique subjects, one of these, of course, being amateur radio. And it returns to the USA 18 years later when WRTC returns... That is in 2014. There's lots of details on that one on wia.org.au. And the results are in for the 2010 Waitaki Spring Series, the sprints. On phone, first VK was VK4ZD. Second phone, VK, was VK4QS. On CW, ZL1ALZ was the first ZL1. And VK4SN, first VK. VK4QS, who scored second in the ZL contest, appears to have topped the VK Jack Files contest in 2010. Unofficial reports suggest Michael won the VK4 single operator SSB section. We'll be looking forward to getting details on that one in due course. Trent, VK4TI, suggests we spread the word that a new issue of Pileup can be downloaded through the website mentioned in the text version of this news. As we always say, best read on wia.org.au. A hearty congratulations to our friends at the Wireless Institute of Australia celebrating its centenary this year from your friends at the Amateur Radio Newsline. Weird and wonderful. Space News. Solar Sail Project. On a light theme, this was sent through by Tom, VK7TL, and is a fascinating look at a project where light is being used to move very small satellites through space. The Planetary Society is building a spacecraft that will sail on sunlight alone by the end of 2010. The new solar sail project, boosted by a $1 million anonymous donation, is the beginning of an innovative program that will launch three separate spacecraft over the course of several years. The program starts with LightSail 1, which will demonstrate that sunlight can propel a spacecraft in Earth orbit. LightSail 2 and 3, more ambitious, aim to reach further into space. Sailing on light pressure from lasers rather than sunlight is the only known technology that might carry out practical interstellar flight, helping pave our way to the stars. The project also has many practical applications that include monitoring the sun for solar storms, providing stable Earth observation platforms, and exploring our solar system without carrying heavy propellants. The solar sail propulsion is simple in concept. Light photons bounce onto a mirror-like aluminized mylar sail. As each photon hits, its momentum is transmitted to the spacecraft. Photons have no mass, but lots of energy, so a solar sail space probe requires no onboard fuel. The force acts continuously, meaning a solar sail can eventually reach speeds five to ten times greater than any chemical rocket. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Brisbane South and Northern Gold Coast areas, it can be heard on VK4RGQ on 146.950 MHz at 9am Sundays. I'm VK4FABR. Thanks, John. You are tuned to VK1WIA. Very shortly, it's to the west of our great nation, Super Springtime. We'll conduct the rest of the news live from the Perth showgrounds as they're setting up there for the super springtime. You know, working DX is great fun. 
There's that old adage that if you can hear them, then you can work them. With propagation improving in the higher HF bands, more DX is being worked and fingers crossed and this should steadily improve in the months and years ahead. Ever wonder just how many DXCC entities or countries are on air at any one time? Well, according to the Amateur Radio Cluster Network last week, there were 211 countries active out of the 338-odd DX entities listed. Propagation will not instantly favour all of them from your QDH, but if they are easy DX, well, it wouldn't present a challenge, would it? With regular chasing of DX, it should be within the reach of most to achieve the DX Centenary Club Award that requires confirmed, confirmed contacts with 100 DX entities. A number of Australian and British Foundation licensees are actively chasing DX with some success. The big promise for them comes at the peak of the sunspot cycle when the 10 metre band opens up regularly and DX can be worked on 5 watts with a reasonable antenna. In the meantime, there are lots of opportunities. The Oceana DX phone contest being next Saturday and Sunday, the 2nd and 3rd of October, is ideal to score new countries whilst improving your operating skill. And if you're new to contesting, then read the rules to get a sense of it. Why not set yourself a personal challenge of getting on air and seeing how many DX contacts you can log? Do enjoy DXing as we go DXing to VK6. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Welcome to Super Springtime in sunny Perth. This is Bob VK6POP and with me I've got Heath VK6CWO. Good morning. Yeah, good day, Heath. How's it going? Uh, it's been very busy actually, Bob. Uh, we've had uh, a lot going on. Uh, very, uh, very busy contacts and uh, spending plenty of hours on the radio. Uh, of course, uh, also planning for our uh, public uh, displays. Oh, the public display at the, uh, at the Royal Show, Heath? That's right, Bob. We've got uh, public displays in the Scout area at the Perth Royal Show. We've also got public displays up at uh, the historical Wireless Hill in uh, Applecross here in Perth. Oh, great, Heath. That's uh, really good. And I'm sure the public are going to be very interested. And um, perhaps uh, this can be a sampler for the public for the um, National Field Day coming up later in the month. Yeah, that's correct, Bob. Uh, it's almost as if we're running the uh, the National Field Day here already, uh, even though we uh, we haven't don't have the uh, public display uh, all set up yet. We've had quite a number of public uh, coming in and, and uh, asking what it's all about, and uh, been very impressed by the radios and uh, the setup, and of course uh, the international contacts. News from your WA. Great time had by Port Stephens Amateur Radio Club. The club's VK100 WIA rostered slot is reported in words and photographs in its Dolphin Tales newsletter. The venue was the Coast Guard rooms and strong winds outside displayed havoc with the wire antennas. One antenna that worked particularly well was an 80 metre loop. Over the three days a total of 682 contacts were entered into the online logbook. One of the highlights was the arrival of a visitor, a ship's radio operator who spotted the Morse code key and asked if he could have a go. This now new member of the Port Stephens Amateur Radio Club made a number of contacts into Japan and New Zealand. WIA Centenary Award going strong. Another 60 award certificates have just been issued while other claims are arriving steadily. The first award going to India has been claimed by the Gopal Madhavan VU2 GMN 
He's a director of the International Amateur Radio Union Region 3 and was most impressed at seeing VK100 WIA in action as part of the WI Centenary Convention in Canberra. Of the 170 awards issued so far, 20 have been claimed by Foundation licensees. The VK100 WIA online logbook clearly indicates that there are many who have the required contacts to claim the award but haven't yet done so. Full details of the award requirements can be found in the centenary section of wia.org.au. That's fantastic, Bob. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, it'd be great to see more people come in and claim this award. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Perth, it can be heard on VK6RAP, 146.700 MHz at 9am local time. I'm Blake, VK6FBNZ. What's coming up on the VK100 WIA roster, Heath? Well, Bob, this week we review what will be the final month of operation for the special call sign VK100 WIA by the WIA and its affiliated clubs around the nation. Saturday the 2nd of October is the first of the three days for the City of Brisbane Radio Society that will be activating the call sign. The public will be invited to attend and learn more about the wonderful activity of amateur radio. The St George Amateur Radio Society rostered from the 5th to the 7th of October. The St George Amateur Radio Society rostered from the 5th to the 7th of October from the Scout Hall Sutherland, aiming to be on air 10am to 10pm. Mirabara Electronics and Radio Group in Queensland is featuring VK100 WIA and the Centenary at its Radio and Communications Expo and Hamfest. For the complete month of October, VK100 WIA will be in Victoria at Yarra Glen, Geelong, Churchill, plus another Scout Hall location for Joda. Also, Marble Hill, South Australia, Plumpton, New South Wales, and Tailend Charlie will be the Westlakes Amateur Radio Club. Tune into the world. Amateur radio gets people talking. The WIA National Field Day on Saturday, the 23rd of October, will involve radio clubs and groups of individuals operating portable stations and having displays in a public place, park, shopping centre, hall, markets or festivals. The WIA is providing its strong support to them by making available the WIA's centenary poster, calling CQ posters and calling CQ brochures. Check out the full details on the WIA website, which has now downloadable files to enable clubs to print affordable banners, A-frame displays or durable large posters. A range of branded clothing, hoodies, t-shirts and polos are also available, all adding to the neat and professional look to any display. The WIA National Field Day, Saturday the 23rd of October, is also the cover story of next month's edition of Amateur Radio magazine. There's quite a few clubs registered already, Heath. Oh, that's great to see, Bob. What are they? They've got the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society, Victoria's Scout Radio and Electronic Service Unit, Eastern and Mountain District Radio Club, Peel Amateur Radio Group, Amateur Radio Victoria, uh, Lower Murray Amateur Radio Club and Weiss and South Australia so far. Ah, that's great to see it. Uh, VK6 has at least got one. I think there's probably a couple more almost about to go on the list. Yeah, Super Springtime is occupying people's um, space at the moment, but I'm sure, um, I'm sure uh, some VK6 people will come up. So how's things going on the 600 metre band? Well, Bob, during June 2010, the ACMA issued a number of scientific licences to the WIA to enable trials aimed at gathering data to support the WIA's preparation for the next World Radio Communications Conference, known as WRC-12. 
WRC 12 has an agenda item to consider the making of a new allocation to the amateur radio service in the vicinity of 500 kilohertz. Your WIA has been working with a number of amateur radio operators to establish transmissions in the band 505 to 515 kHz. The first VK station to operate on this band was Drew Diamond, VK3 X-ray uniform, operating with the call sign of Alpha X-ray 2 Victor Kilowatt Whiskey on 507 kHz. Has anyone else played with this band, Heath? Well, Bob, since then, stations have been established by Nick Hacko, VK2DX, operating as AX2 VKX on 510 kHz, Demetrius Tsifakis, VK1SV, operating as AX2 VKY on 512.5 kHz, and Bernard Wolf, VK5ABN, operating as AX2 VLB on 509 kHz. Transmissions are mainly QRSS3, slow Morse and normal speed Morse beacons with transmission times being variable depending on operator availability. Transmission time information is promulgated via the 600 meter band email reflector group. This group also provides a forum for discussion and reception reports. To add to the interest there are also a number of ZL stations active, especially on Thursday evenings and operating on about 508 kHz. The participants are actively seeking reception reports and wish to encourage more amateurs to listen for the transmissions. After all, the more reports that are received, the better will be the data to support the proposal for the new amateur band. Reception reports can also be sent direct to the WIA's project coordinator, Keith Malcolm, by email at vk1km at wia.org.au. News from across VK. October the 10th, in VK3, the Sunraysia Radio Group holds their AGM at the Mildura Working Man's Club. The keynote speaker is Jim Linton, VK3PC, member of the WIA Centenary Committee and Amateur Radio Victoria President. January the 31st next year, the VK2 Mid-North Coast Radio Expo will be held at St John's Church Hall, McLean Street, Coffs Harbour at 8.30am. What's happening in Tasmania, Heath? Well, Graham VK7AQ has been a good guy and donated lots of goodies to the Northwest Tasmanian Amateur Radio Television Group. A large quantity of used and surplus two-way radio equipment and accessories, including RT85s and PRM8030s, to name a couple, plus other miscellaneous bits and pieces. The club is making some of these available to members for a small donation at its next general meeting on Saturday 2nd of October at Ross VK7PW's QTH. For more information, please contact the club on wia.org.au under VK7Clubs. Sounds like a pretty good guy to me, Bob. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. There's some news on the new UHF Citizen Band Radio Equipment Standard. The ACMA is seeking public comment on a draft UHF Citizen Band CB Equipment Performance Standard Radio Communication Standard 2010. It's intended that the existing standard will be revoked and replaced with the proposed standard on the 1st of January 2011. From April 2008 to April 2010, the ACMA reviewed the arrangements for the radio frequency spectrum in the 400 MHz band, which incorporates the UHF-CB band. As a result of the review, the ACMA decided to restructure the UHF-CB band into 80 12.5 kHz wide channels from the existing 40 
25 kilohertz wide channels. To assist with the transition to 12.5 kilohertz channeling, the new standard is proposed to provide grandfathering arrangements for current 25 kilohertz channel equipment. Submissions should be provided by close of business on the 12th of October 2010. Sounds like we're going to free up a few channels there, Bob. Yeah, it seems that way, Heath. The Mid-North Coast Amateur Radio Expo 2011 will be held on 30th of January in the St John's Church Hall in McLean Street, Coffs Harbour. Doors open at 8.30am, admission $5. See the website for more info. There's still place for more traders and surplus equipment sales. Exhibitors free entry. Here's an open invitation to all VK7 amateurs. The Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania invites all amateurs and their families to tour the Grote Reba Museum at the Mount Pleasant Radio Observatory at Cambridge. The museum has many wonderful artefacts and information about amateur radio operator Grote Reba, silent key, and his experiments mapping the Milky Way using HF from his square kilometre array at Bothwell, along with radio astronomy displays and a 3D virtual reality cinema where you can fly in 3D to the planets in the solar system. Contact VK7 Tango Whiskey at wia.org.au if you think you can attend. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. So, Bob, what's been happening on the international scene? Yes, Heath, the ARRL has introduced the first challenge coin to help commemorate the 75th anniversary of the Amateur Radio Emergency Service, or ARRS, the AERRL has introduced an anniversary challenge coin. This die-struck 1.5-inch brass coin depicts the ARRIS 75th anniversary logo in gold with red, white and blue colour fill, while the reverse shows the AERRL diamond logo against the hemisphere of the world. Sounds fantastic, Bob. Goes well with the uh, VK100 WIA. Yes, yeah, it fits well. Okay, now um, over to Haiti. Um, Hotel Hotel 2, Juliet Romeo receives a Golden Antenna Award. Jean-Robert Gaillard, HH2JR, has been presented with the Golden Antenna Award for his work in the aftermath of the Haiti earthquake. He was presented with his award by Christel Somberg, Deputy Mayor of Bad Bentheim, for his efforts as the voice of Haiti when in January 2010 an earthquake destroyed last large parts of his homeland, Haiti, and claimed many lives. HH2JR used his amateur radio station to tell the world about the disaster. The town of Bad Bentheim in Germany makes an award every year to the amateur or amateur group who has made an exceptional effort following accidents or natural disasters. So what's the RSGB up to, Heath? Well, Bob, the RSGB is delighted to announce that the ARRL will be attending their national Hamfest at the Newark and Nottingham Showground on 1 and 2 of October. This is the first time that the ARRL have made the trip to the UK event for many years. Still on special interest groups, on the digital scene, the WSJT Beta version 9.0 is now available for free download on the WSJT homepage. The new version by author Joe Taylor, K1JT, has more than half a dozen new or improved features that include enhanced performance for FSK441, calculation of EME Doppler spread caused by lunar librations and simplification and clarification of the user interface. K1JT asks that after gaining some experience with the beta release of WSJT 9.0, please share your views and opinions about it. Of course, bug reports are also welcome. 
More details on this new version can be found on the online WSJT 9.0 Supplement to Users Guide. Well, Weissen Tasmania saves an operator from possible fatality and an amateur's toolkit come to the rescue. An incident a few weeks back at a horse endurance ride clearly highlighted how amateur radio can assist in desperate situations. It's thought that children playing with firebrands, sticks poked into an open fire until they burn, then running around with them spooked two horses held in temporary pens. The horses crashed through the fencing and spooked more horses until about 15 were galloping through the campsite and places beyond, in some cases dragging their rugs and other tackle behind them. The last of the runaways was recovered at 2 in the morning, 15 kilometres away. Gary, VK7, JGD, had his tent pitched between his vehicle and a fence and where his head would have been had he not been seated in his vehicle on a late-night HF listening watch. A second horse tried to go through the same gap but became entrapped with two hooves through one square of the heavy fence mesh and lay on its side thrashing only a centimetre from Gary's now-collapsed tent. Fortunately, Roger VK7ARN had his side cutters to hand and was able to test the German-made cutters by cutting through the heavy gauge fence-wise and releasing the frantic horse which galloped off into the night. Weissen Tasmania South will be conducting a risk minimisation study to safeguard members from any future horse stampedes. Tall tales and true from Tasmania, Heath. Well, equally exciting, uh, but probably in a different way. New VK microwave records for 24 gigahertz and 47 gigahertz have recently been set. Doug Friend, VK4OE, and Wayne Shaw, VK4WS, have set a new VK4 state record for the 24 gigahertz band at 170.1 kilometres on the 3rd of September. Dan Joyce, VK2 Golf Golf, and Peter Hopkins, VK2 YGM, have extended their 47 gigahertz VK2 state record to 58.1 kilometres on the 31st of August. Full list of current records and a list of all Australian VHF, UHF records since 1947 can be found on wia.org.au. So what's happening on the social scene, Heath? Well, in VK4 on October 9, we have the Wide Bay Mini Ham Fest, 9am at the Scout Hall, Ariadne Street, Maryborough. VK3, October 10, we have the Sunraiser Amateur Radio Group, AGM, at Mildura Workmen's Club. Keynote speaker is Jim Linton, VK3PC, member of the WIA Centenary Committee and Amateur Radio Victoria present. Then, of course, we've got the WIA National Field Day on October the 23rd. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, Bob. Yep. And then on, um, and on November the 7th, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society has their ham fest at Rosa Street, Goodwood. And to 2011 in VK2, the 31st of January, we have the Mid-North Coast Radio Expo at St John's Church Hall, McLean Street, Coffs Harbour at 08.30. And back to WIA, we have the AGM weekend in Darwin, May 27 to 29. Yes, mark that one in your diaries, folks. It's going to be a show that you shouldn't miss. So, Heath, tell me what's been happening with Super Springtime this week. Well, we've been very busy uh, making quite a few contacts there, Bob. Uh, we've even had a visitor from uh, Barry, uh, WD4 MSM, Portable VK6, who's been doing a sterling effort to kick off the first day. Barry's actually over from the ARRL and he's currently putting together a QST article of the VK100 WIA event, which is fantastic. That sounds good, Heath. Uh, it'll be great to get some WIA centenary stuff into the ARRL publications. 
Yes, on the first day, Barry was actually powering along on uh, 20 metres, uh, putting out calls and calls and calls and uh, uh, getting a, a rare DX here and there. And then all of a sudden, the band's open. So he's been having a fantastic time. Uh, we've even got some footage on YouTube. If anyone wants to look it up, they can do a search for VK100 WIA or VK3 Tango Whiskey Oscar. Oh, excellent. It's good to see that uh, this is all coming together. And um, we're now on the uh, second phase of Super Springtime with the Scout Communications team holding the... Um, holding the licence, and um, we're off to a good start there. So we're looking forward to a special time on Super Springtime, and you'll see, uh, you'll see the results on the log. Yeah, there's been plenty of HFDX, uh, plenty of calls into Australia and also uh, international. We've been making use of the VK Logger and DX Summit, also the IPS.gov.au HAP charts. We've been operating from Wireless Hill in the past week, a very historical site indeed. Currently celebrating 98 years since its first transmission, so uh, it ties in quite well with the WIA centenary. Yes, I'm certain that we'll um, look forward to being involved in their centenary in a couple of years' time, Heath. Yes, Bob, the local council have been fantastic in supporting our event, and uh, for them it's been preparing them for their centenary in 2012. Well, to date we've been running the Australian Travellers Net from 0200 to 0330 Zulu. And we've also had the Weissen Weekly Net on Wednesday nights on 146.750 and also 3.6. And in the last couple of days, we've been frantically preparing and uh, doing last-minute put-togethers of the public display from the showgrounds and also up at Wireless Hill. Yeah, that's terrific, Heath. And um, uh, sitting right alongside the, uh, the scout display at the Royal Show, which is in a prime position on the showgrounds, uh, full view of everybody who's looking at anything in the, in the main arena, um, we're right in the uh, pole position to, to um, be in the full public eye. So it's going to be a, a real blast for amateur radio in Western Australia. Yeah, that's right, Bob. Uh, 12 days in total with the VK100 WIA and, of course, the week-long uh, Showtime event uh, coinciding with the Perth Royal Show and also operating up at the uh, Wireless Hill Station. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Thanks, Heath, for joining me on this broadcast for the uh, National WIA News. Don't forget Super Springtime. And super springtime, I surely won't forget that. And we look forward to seeing lots of uh, WA hams popping in and out of our displays and um, hams to be. Seven threes. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.